I am unashamed. What about you? Who's that guy who had? Okay, he's here. Well, he got well let's just start rolling. Well, I wasn't even ready for her to be there. Well, good night, Stubby. Where'd you come from? Well, this is so weird. Out of the blue. Where are y'all She's at? up here. Where are we at, Kay? We're in the fanciest studio in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just high dollar studio here. Yeah, it's a danger habit. I could fall on any any wire in this whole place. Yeah, if I were accident prone, <laughs> you could trip on any wire. True. She okay. could trip. We had we did go up two flights of stairs to get to the to the studio. So she she got her workout in for the day. It's exactly but, right. Without falling, Miss Kay, I saw two men. When I left the house, they were dragging a, uh, trying to drag a washing machine out of a truck and get it in the <laughs> in the back room of the house back there. Good luck. Did you have anything to do with that? A new washing I machine? I did. Daniel bought it with your money. Hmm. And you set up the logistics. <laughs> Y'all got a, a lot going on. What's a washing machine cost these days? More than you think. What are they? Like four or five hundred dollars? Try eight. Eight hundred dollars for a washing machine? Yep. Did you get the dryer too? No, just the washer. What happened? Eight hundred dollars. It went well, out. That, it rusted if, out. If that keeps going up, we'll probably get back to where we were, you know, when I was a kid with the old <laughs> wash them and hang them out on the clothesline. That's why we started, and uh, wash day was a big event. But you, you, you would, it would go a long way on barbed wire fences. You could put a lot of clothes on barbed wire fences and get them later. I guess you'd get a whole. Yeah, Phil, you did it on tree limbs. On tree limbs. Yeah, when I helped Granny, we ran out of fence, so we put them on tree limbs. But y'all didn't do that, did your house? Did you? Did no. Have? We, we did have clotheslines. Yeah. We did we, have clotheslines. I hung up a many a clothes on that clothesline. I told Dan that do not buy the same model, the same type machine if this one rusted out. I think it's been, you've had about, what, five years or so? That's I don't know. I have no idea. But they're not building things to last a long time, Phil. No, they don't. Well, some of, they learned that a few years ago. They were like, if you build something to last, we'll go out of business. That's right. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> well, are you surprised? They've, they've made an art form out of building junk, I'll tell you that. That's why we got well, Jason into... Jason won't quit talking. Whoa. <laughs> Kay, do you have something to say? Jump in here. I just said, was Phil surprised to see me? I mean, as surprised as Phil gets, which is, whoa, yeah, right. That was about it. <laughs> well, I'm looking through the cables and the wires, and I just saw you sitting there. I said, what in the world? I, yeah. I just I <laughs> forgot. She well, I got up there. early to do this. She I, did. I, she got, she got her makeup done. And everything. It's an hour earlier there, isn't it? Hour later. Oh, an hour later? Yeah, we're yeah. on Eastern time. You guys are Central. Yeah, I wasn't but, sure where y'all were at, to be honest. Why were you? While you were gone, Miss Kay, every man for himself. Yesterday's yeah. menu was uh, a ham sandwich about twelve o'clock, and then for supper, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So I had two sandwiches. That yesterday. sounds healthy. Yeah, I feel good about it. And I assume somebody's feeding the dogs. Well, no, I'm, glad, no I'm glad we got all this. I guess I don't talk on the phone or whatever. She just leaves, and then when you come back, you assess the situation. So, when you get our age, you just kind of. She brought like she brought about twenty people up here with her, so she's got a yeah. she's got a crew what, with her. She's, what's the project? I always travel with a crowd. What, what's the what's the project y'all have going on up there? Okay, why did you come up here? It's called exploring North Carolina. Oh. And eating with my kin folks. She comes up about four times a year now, so mm -hmm. you need to get your little Airbnb up here or something. That's an idea. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Well, my plane was full. That was fun. Yeah, so we had we had a big dinner last night. Uh, tonight we got we're going to cook. I don't know what we're going to cook tonight. 
Well, it's a light because we're eating out for lunch. Okay, yeah, we're going to we're going to Rocky's Hot Chicken, Nashville Hot Chicken. That's what we're doing tonight. So we're yeah. having a good time, though. Well, good. Sounds yeah. good. That was weird, uh, Phil, when he just said that. Every man for himself. You know, one of our volunteers for Mia's fun day with all the families that we help through her charity. One of the volunteers was Lulu, and uh, I, I, it's which is was your brother's daughter. Of course, he's moved on to the to the afterlife, but we started talking and we brought up memory lane. Kay, you would have loved it. Uh, why didn't you record it? What was disturbing (laughs) is I found myself apologizing for most of the stories that she was telling. (laughs) But uh, so I was I was telling Phil about it before we started airing. But a lot of the problems was one of the things Phil just said because that was the mantra when he just said "every man for himself" because that pretty much depicted my childhood. Yeah. So she was like, the, you know, that my parents, which were my aunt and uncle, she said they would just dump us off down there on the <laughs> river with no explanation of when we're coming back, how long you'll be here. Or she said any kind of drive sk- away. Yeah, she said. That, and there was no no skill set on how to survive. Nah, well, the the stop. cousin war. She called them cousin wars, Zach. <laughs> I agree. It was like a bunch of feral kids running around, and if the younger you were, you were on the bottom of the totem pole, so you got the brunt of the wrath. And I must say, Jace, you were definitely the meanest of all the cousins. Well, she said that also. She said, "I mean, I've never seen a, a more mean kid." I said, yeah. "Hey." It was ever man for himself. I used that phrase that you just used. <laughs> and so we He's brought a fighter. Up, he was a fighter. We brought up the who's a man and because I said I, I was told constantly, you know, who's a man, who's a man, survive. <laughs> and so uh it was it was pretty so I, I really I apologize. I said, look, I'm not sure. It was crazy times. I, I'm not sure what happened. But I told her the time I learned how to shoot a gun. I said, you got to remember, back there in those days, a lot of what was done now would not only be frowned upon, I mean, you would be ridiculed and persecuted. So I was like, it's it's like the first time I learned how to shoot a gun. I mean, I'm eight years old. They hand me a gun and a box of shells. So I'm looking around on what everybody else is doing, all the adults, on how how this is going down. <laughs> so when I shot the first time, of course I had a 12 gauge Magnum that was taller than me. And so I looked up for help. Like I must've done something wrong. Feels like, Hey, what are you doing? You got to lean into that thing. Who's a man here. And so, uh, <laughs> so I'm saying, it was a miracle that nobody got hurt. So that that was the line. The who's a man? You ever heard that guy? That was oh. the line. Who's a man? Years, years of that. Well, what about yeah. us getting thrown out of the Halloween carnival, Jason, for you fighting as we yeah. were coming in, and then they just threw us out. Well, we had uh... at Pinecrest Elementary School. <laughs> Jason starts a fight, and we couldn't even get in the door. Well. Uh... I mean, there's some truth in there. I remember it, we had organized a, it was kind of a gang fight, but half of my mm. gang didn't show up. So <laughs> the so result the was we just got pummeled, you know. Well, why did so. we get kicked out? We're just your family, and the whole family had to go. Well, you raised him. That's why. They, they blamed you for it. Okay, I well. think it was that. That mantra of, in some places we just didn't belong. Well, I think I hung out with the wrong cousins because I remember me and Jep went to an LSU game when we were in college, and we got in somewhat of a gang fight. But all I, my only backup was Jep, and we were at a, 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 a get together after the game, and I ended up getting in an altercation with a, a young gentleman who was way smaller than me, so I, I wasn't really afraid of him. I thought I could take him. Well. What I didn't know was that with him were about 15 guys. He was uh, 
a trainer for the swim team. And the, and the next thing I know, these guys jumped on me, and, and Jeff was no nowhere to be found. So no, no, he's I, good. He's a good runner. Yeah, I, I needed you for that, Jace. Yeah. Well, at some point, I realized that, you know, just because I only got a couple sets of clothes and I may not smell the best, that people are gonna at school they're gonna they're gonna put you in a category, and uh, the category. What they, they kept calling me was poor white trash. And uh, so I figured those were fighting words. Hmm. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking at the truth of the allegation. But uh, so it just led to a lot of fisticuffs, you know. I, I noticed another thing. If you got free lunches or reduced lunches, you, were, you weren't cool. Yeah. That, when, when that happened, they were like, oh, this boys trash you know so it led to a lot of a lot of fights and different things so but well, we survived can, they can be mean yeah well a lot of what we dealt with uh k with dealing with these kids which k's always been really good dealing with special needs kids and you know si has that talent too but yeah you know, a lot of these kids are made fun of of course this is nothing that there's nothing they can do about it I mean, they're constantly, they should be lifted up, in fact, but they go to school and because they look a little different, you know, they're just persecuted and bullied and different things. But, so but you and Willie both brought them home to stay with us, and Willie would say the first thing he said when, we get, when they y'all got home was, you know, I like to take an afternoon shower or bath, don't you? And, of course, that boy was like, no, I don't do that. And Willie said, well, I got some clothes in there. You're going to take one today. <laughs> Yeah, because he needed to, yeah. but he was trying to be nice about it, and it, it really I like that because he would appreciate the fact that nobody was taking care of him. Yeah. Well, I've, after this morning, what surprised me about this conversation we're having is that I was under the impression I'm now seventy five, and I'm looking back at at my children which are now, they all have grown children, and I'm looking at the whole thing, and I'm thinking, I always thought until this morning that we were perfectly normal. <laughs> Y'all are putting doubts in my mind about, you know, wars and all this kind of I said, what in the yeah. world? What was I doing all the time wars were going on? I, I think y'all were just trying to make... Patching it, another hoop net, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think y'all were making ends meet, and... uh I think we were out here in the middle of nowhere, so there wasn't a whole lot of mischief you could get into. So y'all just kind of let let that let that ball go. I mean, y'all just let it run. Now it seems like, Miss K, that that happened so quickly, and all these children became adults, and I'm looking at them now, married, have kids in college, just graduated. I mean, I'm looking at my grandchildren, and they're like grown adults, you know, driving vehicles, getting out of school, getting their education, going here and there. That was the fastest period. I mean, it was like, you know, James said life itself is like a vapor, but it's amazing how fast all that happens, your children, and then they again begin to pr produce children, and, and you look at them now, you know, and I'm thinking, man, that was like the speed of lightning, Dasher. Now, look at your kids already. I remember when they were little babies, y'all were having kids. But now I'm looking at your little group over there, you know. I mean, they're, 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 they're already, you know, making plans for college. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah let's, take, let's take a quick break. Yeah, so last week I got a text from somebody who had stolen my identity in some way and they had purchased a bunch of furniture on uh, it was like rent to own furniture uh, based on my name and social security number and whatnot so i've been dealing with the with the police department here and filing the police reports and trying to you know figure out what's going on here but there's a lot of different ways uh that, uh, that cyber thieves can steal your your credit one way is they can actually steal your your, your home title um it's probably the biggest risk because it's also your biggest assets that you own 
Uh, but you can take ownership of your home. You got to be worried about this. It's called home title theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes um, in America. Cyber criminals, what they do is they simply hack into vulnerable government banking or mortgage company servers uh, where copies of your home titles are stored. And then the criminal then forges your signature stating that you sold your home to him and then quickly borrows money on your home and leaves you in massive debt. And you won't even know it until a collection notice shows up, kind of like I found out through a collection notice on my credit um, on, my, on my cell phone. But it's time to protect your most vulnerable asset. Here's what you need to do. You need to go to our partner here at home titlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com and register your uh, address to see if you're already a victim and you might not even know it. Also, you can use our promo code, which is radio for a 30 day free trial of protection. Again, that's hometitlelock.com with the promo code radio, R-A-D-I-O, hometitlelock.com. Yeah, it happened fast. I got one that's, uh, about to graduate high school, and then we got the, the newborn baby, which, Kay, you got to see. Oh, maybe. she's precious. Yeah. Precious. So we're starting. We're, we're, we're having another one so we can keep the thing going. But it, but it does move fast. It does seem like just yesterday I was down there running at y'all's house. Because y'all lived up on the hill, and Granny's house, which is now gone, she was at the bottom of the hill, and there was a, a like a, a concrete pathway, Yeah, which was the... That's where you got abused. That's where that's where Jace did all of his fighting, beating. That was on that walkway. I remember it. And then b- below, we had you guys had a uh, a number. It, what is it? It was not not a number two washtub. It was like the steel. You know, had a pool, but it was it wasn't a real pool. It was like a a big metal aluminum um, tub Vat. that we would all yeah yeah we we would all swim in. It was fun yeah, well, down there though. Good, I mean, looking years. looking back at it though. Uh, Zach, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, all of the, all of the children and grandchildren, I mean, all of y'all turned out to be God-fearing Christian yeah. people. I mean, to the person, I don't know of any rogue, rogue that went. Any of them that's gone rogue yet. Everybody's married to their original wife, and y'all are all working for the kingdom. It's, I guess we, <coughs> maybe we ought to look at the positive side of it. Instead of viewing it as wars, maybe it was just a... <laughs> well, we're not viewing well, it as anything. It was just, <laughs> life is so, a war, evidently. Yeah. When you, yeah. Have a, when you raise four boys, you're going to have fighting because yeah. it's like a little army. That's just the way... Remember how Jason and Willie, their biggest fight, I remember, was in the kitchen... And it, wasn't, it was kind of over the food, but mostly it was over who used the oven first. Yeah, Jason that's what it was it, It's a famous story, but you got to remember something. Uh, me and Willie get the, the blame for being Here the leaders of, of the two war tribes among the cousins. But old Al was the instigator. Him, he was the sneaky older cousins, <laughs> Him and Trey and whoever was the oldest, they would they would set these things in motion and cause all the problems because they like to watch. Of course, we would all get in trouble, but they were the one. They were the puppet masters of, of, of really all the trouble. So, looking at it from a big view, uh, Zach, if you look, uh, we could make a pretty fair argument on the blessings that come from raising children in that kind of environment. On the riverbank, basically, just and you know, and all, yeah. all the all the friction of coming up and being grown, but now since you're adults, I mean, Jace is, you know, over there. He's one minute he's on some other television show searching <laughs> for treasure or something, you know. Then the Duck Dynasty thing, where you look at all that and you say, what came out of all that, y'all? I I think y'all would agree, were was more blessings than I ever had a inkling would happen yeah i mean the blessings are just just were were uh just what would you call it you said boy to come from where they came from boy did they ever did they ever were they ever blessed now was it dog luck or was it just all of that was just a training ground 
of the fear of God and love your neighbor and and do what's right because the blessings did come hugely, right? Right. Because if we say on the negative and say, well, here's the way they were fighting. Oh, you can't raise kids. I can't. You know, child rearing has, has never been an easy task. Uh, no, Zach. it's hard. It's hard. Uh, so I'm looking well, at y'all. I can tell you, if I can tell you, I remember well, too, that, that, that when I was raising my kids, I thought they were so funny. Yeah. And I would say, I really said this out loud. I said, We're, we should be on a TV show. <laughs> so we you, are so funny. You prophesied it. You, I did. You did. Phil, you know I've done that before, but <laughs> yeah, I really you, you said have. that. You, uh, well, you, you know, I, I think the thing that was interesting about the raising was uh, in our family, and this is not normal, by the way, uh, Phil, to, to your point earlier. We weren't normal, but the but it was the kids, it, it, the, the family was never centered on the kids. The, yes. uh, in, in, in fact, it was like we we looked up like it was like a rite of passage. If you could get once you got to sit down at the domino table or the spade, you got to be involved in the spades game. Whatever I mean, whatever it was, once you I mean, that was like a rite of passage. That's and right. I think that now a lot of a lot of families in our our country and our society is so focused. They they build we build families around kids and I think that's very dangerous because it robs these kids of personality. I think that's one of the reasons why all of us have strong personalities and because we were down there basically reenacting what you guys were doing. Of course, y'all weren't fighting quite like we were, but we were <laughs> we were figuring it out, you know. And I think that we all learned a bunch, you know. Yeah. So yeah. well, I think the difference is we were out in a place where. You, you learn how to live off the land and those types of skill sets and all these problems we had. The difference was now most most kids just get on a computer and it's kind of a fantasy land existence. Yeah. And yeah. it's not necessarily what's going on. It's how it's portrayed with images and pictures and Instagram. and So at no least question. there was a lot of conflict, but... You, you know, it was dealt with. Yeah. I mean, one way or another, you kind of learned how to get along and deal with. If it got out of hand, I'd walk through with a, a belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know, I, I, I pretty well said oh, if it got out of hand and blood began to flow. Well, well blood <laughs> was flowing. <laughs> I would come in and I would I would write this wrong pretty, pretty quick. But I, I will say, Al and Jace, too, and Willie, they've all told me at certain times, you know, kind of giving me a thank you for being raised the way they were. They said, you know, well, since we have our own children, we, we, we get it now. So it's just passed on whatever structure you have within yeah. a family. It's passed down from the elderly. You know, you read the family groups in the Bible, it, it was a very prestigious thing on on the what do they call it? What kind of system do they call it? The old, the old uh, patriarch system. Yeah. The patriarch system, in my opinion, work at, from observing all of y'all and your children, it works better than any other. The patriarchal yeah, system. You know, the, the great-grandparents, uh, the great-great-grandparents, uh, then just the grandparents, and then the, the, the children, if it's all handed down and passed up, we did a pretty good job at that overall, I think. No, Y'all all turned too. out. Everybody's a Christian. Everybody's has a faith in God. I mean, you know, and it wasn't forced on them. We just it's just the way it was. I had that was y'all y'all were in close. Jace was in my unrepentant days, and then the repentance days came. You know, you know, we began to plant the seed that we've been looking at in the Book of Matthew. You know, we we we. We pretty well were doing the, the work of God within all of that was going on, you know. But what y'all are saying is, I would say, child rearing, it's normal to have clashes among your siblings. It, it's, it's, a, it's a sin-cursed world. And when people, you know, get about 13 or 14, well, all these the sin comes into the picture and what kind of structure's in place. It's critical for, for how are they going to, how that is dealt with and how that's yeah. going to come about on how, what kind of man or woman you're going to be when you finally get old enough to be part of society. 
So well, a lot of a lot of tea, a lot of the problem when I brought up the older cousins and you hold know, on I, one second, I, Jace. Let's let's take a quick break before you go into that. So we've got a bunch of family in town as we just had uh, Miss Kay on the show, and um, one of the things we're going to make this week for food is our steaks. I just got our box in the mail and I'm anxious to try the T-bones. I didn't realize this, but uh, if you think you're eating American meat, chances are you're probably not. In fact, 80% of the grass-fed beef in America that's sold here, it wasn't actually grown in America. It's imported from overseas. But our good friends that good ranchers have traveled the country on a mission to help the American family. How? Well, by working together with local farms and ranches and shipping straight to your door the best quality beef. GoodRanchers.com is a safe and convenient way to order your meat. They save your family money and help the American farmer, which is something that we're all about. Here's the good news, though. It's about half the price of online competitors. So if you're doing any kind of meat subscription or online beef purchases, this is going to be about half the price and you get a high-quality meat that's, that's grown locally here in America. You get the steakhouse quality that you deserve at a price that every family can afford. Go to GoodRanchers.com to buy now, and if you subscribe today, you get 20% off each box of mouth-watering meats. Subscribing brings the price down to less than 5 bucks a meal. Right now, you can get an additional $20 off, and you get free express shipping if you go to GoodRanchers.com slash fill or use the fill code at checkout that's twenty dollars off and free express shipping at goodranchers.com slash fill know where your meat comes from with goodranchers.com al went through that patch where uh you know he just wasn't a believer well it was it was a few years not a few days that's right and so really that wasn't a result. I mean, it was a result of y'all, you know, coming to Jesus and then being bumpy and he's older. And so, you know, a lot of his rebellion was, was result. The results of that was him like you know, setting up all this conflict among the cousin, which in the grand scheme of things was just a byproduct of, you know, y'all trying to, get your lives right and which eventually it was a happy ending because you know he comes back almost like a prodigal son but uh i just hated being the kind of the pawn and that him him trying to figure out the right way to get by the way how did we all end up zach and uh everything that's done Start with birthdays weddings uh, uh you know somebody you know got an award but so what's what's underneath all this, these uh, celebrations we have, which I mean the Robertson family will pull off a celebration for something, I mean it's once or twice a week, and they all come together <laughs> for. Well, so you got so different. many. There's, there's too many. How many? Uh, how many? Okay, how many grandkids you got? Nineteen, I believe. Nineteen. And and nine more, great. Great. Nine, nine great. Nineteen. Yeah, I'm just guessing here. That's what it is. You guys got so many. You got so many grandkids. That's, I mean, there's always something to celebrate. I mean, think about 19 birthdays a year. Well, I think we will all want a good meal and have fun together eating it. So we think of a celebration to invent so we can all be together and do it. Yeah, so it's all the people. It's all the grandkids and the extended family. Then the you know the cousins and all that. Which, but, but hey, but you guys you use that to your benefit too, because back in the old days when you had Duck Commander, but or, uh, when you guys were running it, what would, what would y'all do whenever y'all had a big Walmart order? Okay, what would you do? We'd have a big meal and invite everybody down to eat the meal, but of course you had to stay and work. Packaged duck calls. Because <laughs> we thought we were getting a deal because the food was so good, but you cook, yeah. you cook shrimp. But steak. we got free labor. You got free labor. Yeah, we've been do- <laughs> we did that for. About 10 years, didn't we, Phil? Yep. I thought it was smart until everybody figured it out. Yeah. No, I'd, still, I'd, I'd come down there and work for, for free food right yeah. now. I think those, a lot of people a, would. A lot of those principles came from just you're following Jesus and you're putting your faith and trust in God. And you see these types of miracles he does where it's like he was using food to bring people together. I mean, yeah. two different times he fed you know the five. Plus, you remember the family intervention with, with uh, when Zach and 
And uh, Jeff kind of got went rogue for a while, just just teenagers, you know. But uh, you know what they named themselves? A, a, a family intervention. They call themselves cute country cousins. The cute Christian cousins. Is that what it was? Yeah. That's what they named themselves. But when we had that intervention, <laughs> Willie was talking to Jeff on the way he should be behaving. Jace had gave his speech. This is the way you are to behave. And older brothers, and I was there. Miss Kay was Al. there. Alan was and, there. And I remember vividly when Jeff heard everybody's speech on the way life is and the way it ought to be. Uh, uh, Jeff's first, he ain't, he did it with a question. He said, "What took y'all so long to have this?" Wow. To, have to this rescue me. Where were you? Where well, were that's you? my point. All through this process, I mean, look, I was terrible, you know, as a kid. But everybody knew where everybody was at. It was like not hidden. I mean, the conflict was that's true. Was, was out there. Now looking back on it, it borderline miraculous that everyone survived because some of the you know some of these conflicts escalated. I mean, I remember there was probably a year of my life that I went to sleep because that you're the most vulnerable when you're sleeping. Yep. I, I figured that out. <laughs> and so I had all these weapons at hand's reach in my bed. And so, well, and Lulu, that was one of the stories she told. She said, I just opened the door late and I was looking for a different place to lay down because it was too crowded in the living room. She's like, I opened that door and all of a sudden just things started whizzing by, bouncing off the walls. <laughs> I was like, if you came into my lair while I was asleep, I threw first and then listened. I mean, the, the it was just attack and then see where you were at or who it was. And the remarkable thing in my mind, in the midst of all that, we look up and some people from Los Angeles, California and New York City come to visit us and say, we want to film your family. And I'm like, I grabbed my Bible and held it up. I said, is, is, this, is this allowed inside the, the filming? And they said, whatever y'all do, we're going to film it. Well, which that, that's which what meant we can edit that out at any point. We, yeah, so, so uh, here you, comes, you, here comes you, you the chief. You guys have calmed down quite a bit by then, though, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, look, I don't know. We're taking a trip down memory lane here. I'm not, I, I, I think the Lord had favor on us for whatever reason, but I do think there's something to be said about living in a real world. Yeah, where, I do too. And, and, and I even think, that, I mean, for me, the outdoors was my happy place. I mean, I could always just go get lost in the woods, but a lot of those those skills that I learned as a kid, I mean, I'm still doing, even in some part, you know, with this, with the conflict, uh, you know, Willie creates this pond and puts all these world-class fish in it, but then they <laughs> never fish it. Yeah. But I'm living across the road and yeah. I'm like, Surprise. he's created, yeah, he's created a, little... the, a place where I have to sneak over there and I have to catch them. Well, this morning <laughs> I, I, I got all a, of them. Dan was telling me. BK got one. I said, I said, how big was it? I said, it's a big buck. So this morning when we I rolled in about 50 feet from where we're seated, yeah. and there was deer hanging up, you know. and Two of the bigger bucks that I've, big, ever, I've, I've ever seen. I mean, they were two huge bucks. And so. I'm looking at my little granddaughter. She's about 14, I think, within a few no, days. 13. 13 or 14? 13. Yeah. 13. So she's 13, but she was – Looking at me, grinning, you know, at her grandpa. She looking at me. She, she said, "Papa, I got one. I got one right here. Look, look at it." And I was checking out the meat that they were killing. So, with all of the things that family raising and all that, and the discipline required and the love, you, you look at all that together, and you see your little granddaughter, thirteen, that got her a big old buck this morning. So, her her dad, old Stone, was skinning the deer out, you know. So the duck blind stayed, the duck blind brushing jace is still here. The food regimes for the wildlife and planting all the trees we've planted, all that's just right here with us still, and we're still doing the same thing. Well, it's we get, better get the pump ready in case we need to pump some water 
We got the, the, the food regime for the ducks and the deer. We got the water regime. When are we going to flood it for duck season? Then we got the duck blinds, get them all brushed and patched up. But all that's still going on like it was way back. All We held on to that. So now we were blessed, so we've bought more land. So we've got a gigantic bunch of property right out there in front of us. We're on the edge of it right here. But uh, it's amazing that the structure of it all, Jesus number one, still there, just like it always was. So waiting on waiting on duck season, that's, that's part of our lifestyle. So that's pretty well a little insight for our listeners to say, because they're looking at it like, boy, whoo, you ought to see my family, you know, with all the things they have to deal with now, you know, the drugs and all this, you know. So I feel pretty good about the whole thing that we have no drug addicts among the families and no one's been murdered and we're we're just trying to survive on planet Earth, you know. I think the Jesus move was the best one and I think he's the one, the reason it's still working, I would say, pretty good. The life's pretty good, I will say. What, what, what about y'all? What do you say, Miss K? Hold on, let's take a quick break. One of the best things about adulthood was having my own sheets. Because when I was a kid, we used all the sheets to strain the berry juice from the berries that y'all would would gather to make jelly. Hey. So... That's good. Well, she, hey. she, yeah, sheets are a big deal, Jace. Uh, that's why our partners here at Bowling Branch, which was, by the way, founded in 2014 by a husband and wife team, Scott and Missy, uh, all came down to choice, the choice to do what's right for them, uh, founded to give more sleepers more choices for high-quality sheets at a fair price. Uh, the golden rule, partners and customers are at the center of every choice the company makes, and I've used these sheets as well. They're amazing. We would encourage you to go check them out, too, to experience the best sheets you've ever felt. These are not straining berries. I can promise you that. You can choose bowl and branch. Try them worry-free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns. Um, all of our listeners, you're going to get an exclusive 15% off your first set of sheets with a promo code ROBERTSON at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowl, B-O-L-L, and branch, B-R-A-N-C-H, dot com. Bowlandbranch.com, and the promo code is Robertson. Okay, well, I think it's wonderful, and uh, I think we're not perfect, and we've had little fusses and things like that because we always don't agree. It's Jason and I had a little problem with that when he was growing up, but we cured that, and now we're just best friends. And mm-hmm. uh, as I am with all my boys, I, I just I'm proud of them, and I really believe that God has blessed us, and that He, you know, when we told them Mary for life, I think each one of them did it with that plan in mind. Yep. And I, I love that the way they've raised the grandkids, and. Um, I, I just think they're special. That's me. I'm pretty proud. How many times a week, Miss Kay, are you working with women who are struggling with family issues and, you know, coming out of the rehabs? How many meetings do you women have every week? Could I see y'all all the time. You're getting your lesson ready and you're taking I, off. Yeah. I have two two meetings. And then what we try to do is I try to bring some to to church on Sunday where we can go eat lunch together, which I treat them to a lunch. And then we wind up having a small group at the restaurant where we're sharing there, too. Yep. Yep. Well, you're doing a good work there, Miss Kay. Miss Kay works. The older women work with the younger women, which is biblical to its core. The men, they work with the men. And uh, and the parable of the sower is really well, where where are we fixing to go? And we've talked about it in the last podcast. Jace, it's pretty well what we do down in here, the parable of the soil. We plant the seed trying to get people just to bear fruit to God and do what's right, love their neighbor. So I, all of that's still intact. Pretty solid, I would say. What do you say, Jace? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've all 
like Kay said, we've all made mistakes and dealt with different conflicts along the way. But part of, uh, I think, one of the reasons that we were trained in a good way was really not on purpose was a byproduct because in an effort to share Jesus with other people and be hospitable, you had all these conflicts that were discussed on y'all's couch with various people <laughs> talking about Years. drugs Years. and alcohol and, and uh, husband, wife situations and fighting and cheating on each other and different things. Well, you're as a kid, you know, you're coming up and you're hearing all these things. It was it was something that you didn't really take a class for, but it made you a little bit street smart about relationships because you're hearing about all these conflicts, which y'all didn't really have a sensor or a filter about any subject. I mean, you know, the first birds and bees talk I had, I'm mean, seven or eight years old, but, you know, the things being discussed on the couch I was like, what in the world are they talking about? You know? <laughs> well, it was it was definitely rated R. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so I get up there at school, you know, talking about some of the things I heard, and, you know, next thing you know, I'm in the principal's office. So then I come back down here and ask the question, and then it was like, sit down here and let me explain this to you. But, I mean, I was like terrified. I thought, I'm not sure what all this is, but it all sounds <laughs> really bad. Uh, well, well, let's be let's be fair though. Phil had a knack for being uh, blunt. Very blunt. Almost, no, not almost. He was shockingly blunt. Yes. And so if you, I'd always have to warn people before I take him down there. I'd say, now look, here's what's going to happen. First of all, my uncle is very blunt and you need to be prepared. You, he will share Jesus with you. So I'm just going to tell you. In but advance. he cuts through the round. You know, he'll say, well, we don't have time to get to know each other and all that kind of stuff. We got to get right here to the chase. And I'm going to tell you how it is in every detail. And he did. Well, what's funny is that y'all, both of y'all, that y'all's, y'all's marriage is, is pretty amazing because the way you compliment each other. You know, you would create this hospitable atmosphere with the food. And there's something about food that brings human agency to people. Especially and, if it's good food. And it's always good food. It's always hot, good. Everything was excellent. And and your house was comfortable because it wasn't perfectly clean. Exactly. Which made people feel comfortable. That's right. To come in. And uh, and then Phil, he would, would come in with, with his ministry, you know, which was kind of this blunt ministry. But I've just seen so many people... Over the years, it used to sh- just shock me how they would how they would be receptive to, to the gospel, and you know I think I think that's a testament to kind of y'all's marriage and how God's redeemed. It's kind of crazy how far y'all come. You know, that's exactly right. And I who would have known that two teenagers get married, have to get married, and then all of a sudden you don't see all that ahead. Yeah. But see, I love when I went with Phil. One of my favorite things was they had, see, because it was me, my sister was much older. And then, so I loved that they had all those kids. Yeah. I loved all his brothers and sisters. Of course, I felt like Cy was my real brother. And, uh, you know, I loved that atmosphere. So we had it, even with that, we had four kids, but Mm kind of spread out. But then we had everybody else's kids there, too, oh, yeah. all the time. One time, a new preacher came to our church, and he wanted to meet us. And he came down. He would, couldn't walk through my living room because there were so many teenage boys on the floor sleeping. And he said, do you know all these? And I said, I don't know any of them. They're new. <laughs> they just brought them home. Like, boys bring home a dog. They brought home teenagers. A family of gatherers. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I think something cool too that about Phil, you were mentioning all the all the hunting. I think there's something to see in that much. You, you said meat, and I mean when we you, we would come down there to visit, you know there was just always dead animals <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I mean there was fish. I mean there was deer. I mean it, I mean there was always dead animals, and you think, man, how morbid! It actually teaches you. I mean, you kind of realize that this, how short this thing is when you're constantly seeing that over and over. I think there's something biblical there that, you know, and you guys are obviously harvesting it for the food. But, I mean, there's something in that that circle of life and that 
consumption of that. But I mean, I've never seen more dead animals anywhere in my life than at y'all's place. They were everywhere. <laughs> which is kind of how well, we, we were raised. <laughs> yeah, to, which is got to kill it if you're going to grill it. Which is why I, you know, <laughs> eat out one percent of the time now because it just it's not as good as doing it yourself. It's just no, better. And, and, and you know what, Jace, y'all still, yeah, y'all still do that. The, I don't know if you remember this story, but uh, when Phil, the last two books he wrote, when we we, we hired a, an agent, um, good guy, he's a Christian book agent, came in, he's from California, Southern California. So he comes in to the, to the house and to meet Phil for the first time. And, and we're going to the book and what it's going to be like. And I mean, they're like lost in conversation. You know, Phil's kind of sharing his vision with all the passion he can muster. And all of a sudden, Jace busts through the front door with his hands under the gills of about a 20-pound Opelousa catfish. <laughs> and it's still moving, but it's skin. There's no skin on it, but it's still moving. And Jace is like, I got lunch. I got lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and Phil says, he gets up and doesn't say a word to Celie, doesn't say anything. Hey, I'll be back. And he just gets up, grabs the, give me the butcher knife. Blah, 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 blah. And, and, and within 15 minutes, the fish is in the fryer. And within 25 minutes, we're eating the fish. And Celie's looking at it like this guy from Southern California, like, what in the world <laughs> just happened? But he got to witness kind of the, everything we're talking about here. He had never seen that before. Hey, let's take one more break. Yeah, I don't think Seely knew what he was getting into at Southern California, but but it was. I mean, that Opelousa catfish is one of the best things you guys make. That's exactly right. Well, share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and don't curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be proud. Be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited. Don't repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everybody. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't take revenge. Leave room for God's wrath. You know, you read that Romans 12, Jace. I think we've, I think we've practiced that. Yeah, I thought about where we're at in Matthew. You know, in Matthew 12 and 13, you kind of see the beginning of God's plan in action at that stage of Jesus's, you know, ministry. And how he, he, he equated, say, your mother and your brothers out there. Well, that's what I thought. And, and you know, just a lot of people, they don't even deal with that. That What is that? Matthew 12, yeah. 40. It just seems like, well, what do you mean? You got to put your family first. But I think when Jesus said that, well, look, you know, I'm not going to go out there and talk to my brothers because they wanted to talk to him. He said, "This whoever does the will of my father, that that's who my brothers and sisters and father." So I do think there was a theme in all that, which was y'all's conversion to Jesus, and and in an effort to kind of start over. You know, you move out here to the woods and reboot. Yep. But there was always a common theme, no matter all the conflict and the bumpiness of everything and the mistakes that were made. There was a there was a theme that we're gonna we're gonna do this God's way. And so, I mean, looking back on it, I was kind of thankful that we were poor and had to hang out with the you know befriend the people who were also bullied at school or whatever, I, I was thankful for that because yep. it made me value, you know, other people. And really the only reason we were, you know, bullied or made fun of is just because we were poor, yep. which is, you know, you don't hear about that in our culture. Now everybody's so sensitive, but, uh, you know, it makes you tough, but it also makes you seek out other people who you think are being ridiculed just based on circumstances, not, Yep. At the moment, in and of the, themselves, but I think I think this is you know the real world, and I think as long as you're looking at it from God's view and this idea of being part of a forever family, I think that's what gives you the perseverance and and the patience to survive. Yeah, I do too. 
Well, I don't. I I look back at those memories uh, um, growing up as some of the best memories. Thing uh, things were more simple. You know, maybe that's nostalgia. Um, we hit that. We hit that word a few weeks ago. But uh, yeah, it was. It was like. But I think coming down there to y- y'all's place and just being out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, for a time period, you drive out there for, for the now the roads paved all the way right. to the highway. But there was a time period when that was. Rocks, rocks, dirt, and then rocks, and then pavement. And it was about a 30, 40 minute drive to church. I remember in the back, yeah. of, the back of that station wagon y'all used to have. Remember that? <laughs> it looked like the one on vacation, that movie. That's exactly it's what exactly. It was. And we filled it to the brim. Didn't uh, we fill? We did. Y'all pile up. We forward. even drove all the way down to Pineville and Alexander, which is an hour away from us. Yeah. Uh, because Phil had uh, brought some people to Christ, and actually one of the boys, Kurt Ryder was his name, yep. and he said, I want to start it like you, Phil, house church and everything. And actually he did that, and he he taught many, many people from that our visit down there once a week, all piled in that yep. station wagon. We, hard, we had to take up money for gas, but... It, it was so good because that got that whole church started down there. What did y'all call them? Like soul talks or what was it called? Bible talks, soul talks. And uh, then we had house church at our house for 20 years yeah. on Sunday night. Yep. And I mean, Jason, you remember when you had me going and getting people all over town? Because Jason would wait outside the grocery store and invite them to our house church. <laughs> and then he'd say, my mama is going to come get you. And then he sent me in places I don't know if I ever should be in there driving, but I did it, and God protected me, and we had souls. Well, it's kind of cool to see where you are right now. And the cool thing is now we've been had the opportunity uh, to do a, a movie on the first 28 years of y'all's life. Kind of the, uh, It's really kind of the y'all's immediate – it was the family story. It goes back even, you know, to Granny, the days of Granny and Paul and – uh, I, I'm anxious to do that to get that done. We're, I'll be in Louisiana next week on like a scouting trip. We're gonna go back to Vivian and all the area, uh, Ida, where your yeah. famous grocery store is still there. We're gonna we're gonna do some scouting for the film. But um, so it's kind of it's gonna be kind of an emotional week next week because I'll get to see kind of the old stomping grounds of where well we started, where it all started, and then we're hopefully gonna capture that on film and and uh, have a really amazing story to tell. So. Well, I, I respect you guys and glad you could Thank join you. us here today, Kay. I, I love it. And I, uh, I'm i glad I got to surprise Phil and Jay. She don't get to do that often. That's true. <laughs> well, that's it for today. So hopefully uh, we'll do better next time. And thank you all for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.